This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Hey, hey, what's happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Go Win Podcast. You're here for a Tuesday tune-up. And uh, today, we are going to be talking about um, the truth about grief. And this is, this is going to be a, uh, it's going to be an interesting podcast. And when I say interesting is because this is, there's some sensitive subject matter in this podcast and I'm talking about something extremely personal, um, specific to, uh, losing my dad. And I've told all my audience members, you guys know that I've lost my dad, but I haven't been a hundred percent transparent with how that's happened. And my intent of doing so is to help others because um, that is my intent for let's go win. That's why the company started um, is to inspire people to live their best lives. It is uh, the show exists and, and the company exists to help people be happy, healthy, and wealthy. And all of that is true. And I want people to show up as oh, on this side, show up as you and uh, you know, being authentic, truly sharing, being vulnerable. It's the first chapter of my book and let's go win. And I haven't been a hundred percent transparent with how it happened, why that's important and the mission of let's go win moving forward. Because, um, March 6, 2022, my life forever changed. Um, my dad, uh, died but it's because he actually killed himself. And I know that's a sensitive subject. And for those of you listening, um, if you've been affected by that, uh, personally, you know, someone, uh, that's done it, someone in within your family, I've realized how, um, rampant this is in terms of families that are affected by this club that you never want to be a part of that. No one would ever sign up to be a part of. And so I had been asked to, you know, kind of keep it to myself because my grandmother is still alive. My, my dad's mom, um, she's turned a hundred, which is incredible on, on, uh, I believe it was February 18th. And yet what I realize is it's selfish for me not to share because I'm watching people around me that have been affected. They have family members that have been affected and I can help because I can share my story I can share my experience, um, you know, and, and hopefully they can see a light at the end of the tunnel and know that it's okay to not be okay and that we can help others so that if they're feeling like there is no hope and they're struggling with mental illness, that it's okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that when you have a broken arm, you go to the doctor and and there's no judgment, no shame, no uh, stigma around having a broken arm. It's just, it's broken. But when you have a broken head or I wouldn't even call it broken, you have a, a mental illness or mental health challenge. There's a real stigma and there's a, people are scared to talk about it. And I want to break that, man. I want to stop that cycle because I want to help as many human beings as humanly possible know that it's okay if you're not 
a hundred percent upstairs. It's okay that you're depressed, that you're feeling anxious. And so, um, this might be a hard one for me to get through just because again, I'm talking about one of my best friend or one of my best friends, certainly. And my dad, it's my hero that I looked up to, and it's just been tearing me up inside not to talk to more people about it. It's actually extremely therapeutic to say, um, you know, this wonderful man, uh, is now gone and could it have been avoided? I don't know. Um, I would hope that, you know, I would have been able to, I wasn't, um, but you know, that, that he had a resource. So, um, you know, there's so many stages of grief that you go through and I've learned about them. Um, I've learned about them over the, the this past year and they, they tell you there's the five stages of grief and, you know, I'm really good at compartmentalizing. Um, thank you, Scott. Uh, Scott Raven just said, thank you for the vulnerability. I appreciate that brother. Um, I compartmentalize really well. And I, I did at first where I could talk about my dad and yet not really talk about the event, not talk about what happened. And yet I had so much anger um, because we were openly discussed, you know, this topic of, of suicide and, and how selfish it is. And we did so because, you know, mental illness exists on both sides of my family and, and we've seen it. And so I never knew that it was really a possibility, but if it was, I wanted to open dialogue, not with him. I never knew that was even a possibility. Even once he was gone, I still don't believe it many days because this was the strongest, kindest, most humble, gentle man that you've ever met. Um, he's brilliant and nothing has changed about that, by the way. My dad is still the strongest, kindest, most humble, gentle, bright man. And just because of a, of a decision or, you know, because of the way his life ended, that doesn't change anything. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it changes who he was. And so what I want to share with you is kind of what I went through. So you guys can understand that if you're going through grief, it's okay. And, uh, I give a lot of tools that I personally use, right? Like I meditate every day. I talk about it. And yet there was, um, about a month, about a month and a half where I would meditate and I would get, um, I would get, I would stop because I would get interrupted by seeing him, a, a vision of him, but I couldn't see his face. And it, it just, it ruined this beautiful thing of meditation for me for like a month because I just wanted to talk to him. I wanted to say, it's okay, dad. And, and we got it and the family will be okay. And, and, uh, I don't understand. I'll probably never understand until I see you, uh, in heaven. Um, or whenever we meet in the afterlife, I'll, I'll never understand how or why, cause I don't understand the pain he obviously was going through. But I would use meditation as something that would help me, and yet it was getting interrupted. And I would see him, and and there was finally this moment. I was I was sitting in um, the sauna at my at my gym, and of all places, my dad finally I could see his face, and I'm just crying, and I'm just not. I'm literally uncontrollably in this sauna by myself. Thank goodness. Um. I'm not sure why I said, thank goodness. Honestly, I cry now and it's okay. But 
um, I saw his face and I was able to tell him it's okay. And I had so much relief finally wash over me because of being able to reach him. Now that was therapeutic for me to see him, to talk to him. And the other thing that my wife did and that we continue to do is we write to my dad to, to tell him our feelings. And sometimes I share them. Sometimes I don't, but it's a way to reach him, you know, to say how mad I am at him, how much I miss him, how much I love him, how much I don't understand. And that's been extremely therapeutic in grief to write a letter that has hopefully reaches him. But if nothing else allows me to get some of this stuff out of my head and onto paper, um, journaling has been obviously another part. Uh, you guys know, I like to write. I like to get my thoughts on paper and share that, uh, to the paper so that it gets out of my head because our minds are so wildly creative. They're also wildly destructive. And then ultimately speaking to, to people, it's, I've found it to be both good and bad. And what I mean by that is I was going to, uh, certain groups that, you know, that club that I said you never want to be a part of, uh, that survivor group, um, I didn't find a lot, a lot of solace. I didn't find a lot of peace going to that. And it's I'm not sure why, other than the, the journey and the path that I continued to find in those groups, I wasn't, I wasn't getting the same sort of um, resolution or peace that I was looking for. But I found that talking to others individually about what's happened, um, sharing it on stage, which I've done a couple times. I just haven't done it on air, um, you know, because I was asked not to, and I respected that, but it was tearing me up inside. And so having this, this forum to reach out to you guys, uh, to let you know what happened, it, it is, it helps me out tremendously. And one of the things I also learned is it's not about stopping the emotion, but rather actually going through it. So one of the people that I speak to and I look up to very highly, um, she says, don't stop feeling that emotion, that emotion, that anger, that pain, that, you know, even if you want to break shit, like I, I get to that point, she says, feel that because that's the only way to really, uh, get to, to through that grief is to actually feel that emotion. Because again, I told you I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. What I would do is I just stuff it way down. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm cool. Everything's fine. Well, I wasn't. And ultimately it would come out in other ways where maybe I was pulled away from others. Perhaps I wasn't showing up as the best version of me, the best husband, the best uh, employer, the best, uh, you know, father or whatever hat I was wearing. And so when I finally chose to go through that emotion, to feel the pain, to feel uh, the anger and not stuff it down. It's been extremely helpful. And so it's, it's, it is something that I would definitely suggest to everyone as you're going through that. Don't be afraid to feel that pain, to feel that anger, to feel that frustration, that sadness, everything that goes along with it. Go through that because that is getting you closer to healing. Now, so we're clear, I'm not healed fully and I won't be for maybe the rest of my life. I don't know. I don't know because I can't predict the future. And I would say it comes in waves. That's the other thing that people that have uh, gone through grief that 
of someone that's really close to you that you love, you don't understand the waves of grief that just hit you out of fucking nowhere, man. It's like you just get hit and it's this wave of emotion that you can't understand. You don't know where it came from. You can't put your finger on why, what triggered that emotion, but it's there. And what I would say to you is give yourself grace, share with the people around you that I'm not okay, but I'm working on it. I'm not okay. And that doesn't mean I can act like an asshole to you. And I'm sorry if I did. And my family members, you know, Lisa, the kids certainly know what I'm talking about there where, you know, I've, I haven't been my best version of me and I don't like that, but I couldn't explain it either. Why am I feeling that way? And so I would tell yourself to give yourself grace uh, in those moments of those waves of emotion coming through that you're not always going to be at the best version of you. Um, and I think the last part of what I would say is forgiving yourself for what you're going through. And it's, it's interesting. Why do I need to forgive myself? Well, because we are our harshest critics. And for those of us that have learned to have this facade to look a certain way and and go about life, you know, people expect, and you know, I'm a mindset coach that I'm happy and it's always great. And I, I do, I try to live that way, but there are days that I, I'm not my best version of me and, and to forgive myself to say, that's okay. Let's get back on the horse and let's, let's truly, um, you know, go through the emotions, go through the, the various, uh, tools that I have at my, at, at accessible to me, which is again, meditation journaling, talking to others, go through that and say to yourself, it's okay that you're not showing up as the best version of you because you can't always be expected of it. So I guess this is a, really a story of just overcoming, uh, losing someone that you, you love, whether that be, you know, a death, whether that be a divorce, whether that be as a business partner. I mean, there's all sorts of, of grief but the truth of grief is it's not pretty. There's no one size fits all. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's extremely raw and be kind to yourself and just know that whatever you're going through, it's okay. Find the tools that work for you. Reach out to someone. If that helps, don't reach out. If that's not your thing, go for a walk. Like, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned in this past year is when I'm not okay to be okay with that, to give myself the grace and say, you you know what? You are forgiven for not showing up as the best version of you. And so I just, I wanted to share it. I, I, I didn't know how to do this show appropriately because I'm talking about my, my hero, you know, my dad and um, someone that I love more than anything. And I miss him every day. Um, now I'm getting emotional, of course, cause I'm starting to see his face and thinking about it, but, um, you know, I do, I miss him, and, and, uh, I know other people go through these, this pain and this anguish and, and they don't have the tools. So I want my message to you is you have tools available to you. It's okay not to be okay. And the truth about grief is it's, it's, it's ugly at times and it's beautiful at times as well. Um, the one positive I will say throughout this entirety of losing my dad, the, the one most positive, and I have said it on the show, but I have a level of perspective today that I 
wouldn't have had without losing him. And I wish that wasn't the case, right? I would give it back in a heartbeat to have him back. But uh, my perspective on loving life, living in the moment, every moment is a gift, even in, when it's shitty, right? Even in those really hard moments, it's an absolute gift. I didn't have that level of perspective. I said I did, but I feel it differently after losing my dad. So, you know, in grief, you're going to find some gifts and recognize those too, because that's going to help you remember them the way they ought to be remembered, which is, like I said, a kind, amazing, gentle, smart, uh, absolute amazing human being. And I miss him. I love you, dad. Um, but I wanted to share the truth about grief with you guys. So, uh, share this with anybody that's dealt with that that grief that uh, this could help them because again I I just want it to help others go through these these processes because it's not easy and uh, it will continue to happen in our world if we don't start to talk about it and so let's go in as uh, committed to helping people with mental illness with with uh, you know with uh, just not feeling their, their best selves. That's why we put this content out is so that you can gain from it and, and have some solutions. So I appreciate you guys. I love you all. Um, I really do. I, this gives me so much joy to share, even when it's hard, even like today, this was, I was excited and nervous, which I've never felt nervous on a podcast. Um, because I'm truly showing you guys inside what's, what's really happened and, and what that last year has been like. And, um, I just want you to know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good out there and, and even in the ugly times, there's, there's some good to see. So anyway, continue to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. I appreciate you all share this out and, uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.